This week, it's Narcos off the Irish coast. Let me explain. Let me explain with Sean Defoe, a News Talk original. Hello and thanks for tuning in to the Let Me Explain podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and spread the good word far and wide. This week, one of the strangest stories we've had in a while, featuring drugs, army rangers and shots fired on the high seas. It all started late on Sunday night. Around 10 o'clock on Sunday evening, the Coast Guard received a distress call from a vessel stricken off the County Wexford coast. Heavy seas and strong winds hampered the rescue efforts of the Coast Guard, the Ornali and the Rescue 117 helicopter. Local journalist Porrick Byrne said it quickly became clear the people they were dealing with on the boat were not experienced sailors. It was actually quite windy. They were, there was a heavy swell and, and uh, you know, it, it, was a, it was quite a precarious situation. I know the Rosslair RNLI crew uh, were trying to um, fire across a tow line to the, to the stricken vessel to try and pull it clear of the sandbank. But obviously, as I, as I say, the, the, the two guys on board didn't really seem to have a grasp of, of what they were doing. So that, that became increasingly difficult. Fishermen from anywhere in Ireland, frankly, were unlikely to have made the mistake of hitting the sandbank in the first place. But then it became even more clear to those on the scene they weren't dealing with fishermen at all. Initially, it just appeared like a simple case of a, of a trawler that had run aground in, in heavy weather. Uh, Rosslare Harbour RNLI and the Coast Guard Rescue 117 helicopter were tasked to respond. But I believe as they got closer to the incident, they had um, some uh, correspondence with the Irish, uh, an Irish naval vessel which was patrolling the area which had supposedly been tracking this trawler. Now they were told at that stage to avoid boarding the vessel and to avoid taking anybody off until, until they arrived. And very quickly news of what was going on was escalated right up to the desk of the Defence Minister and tarnished him, Micheál Martin. Monday morning at about um, 8 o'clock uh, around that time the Chief of Staff um, Sean Clancy would have contacted me to say that there was an operation underway um, and that um, you know moves in relation to it could break at any stage In the high wind and waves of the Irish Sea the two men on board were eventually airlifted off one being brought to hospital both being brought to safety but then arrested it wasn't immediately clear whether any other drugs had been found or whether they'd been dumped overboard. People up and down the Wexford coast who'd been hearing helicopter rotors all day began to send WhatsApp messages saying to keep an eye on the beaches for parcels rolling in. There's more than one photoshopped image of bundles of cocaine on Curraclo Beach or the van selling strawberries and potatoes at the side of the road suddenly having a new product. But it was only after this that the story started to get truly strange. It turns out a joint task force had had an eye on this trawler from as early as last Friday. Here's Assistant Garda Commissioner Justin Kelly. That trawler was absolutely um, was a target vessel, a vessel of interest for us since the 22nd. No one has been on board that as of yet. Um, so obviously we're keeping an open mind on it. Um, and we w- that will be subject to a thorough obviously a thorough search and a complete forensic examination where we'll be looking for um, various strands of evidence that will uh, feed into our investigation. But the officials weren't just looking for this one trawler. They had their eye 
on a much bigger target, one that's being called the Mothership. A much bigger vessel which it's believed was used to supply the smaller trawler and maybe others with drugs to be taken to different parts of Ireland and Europe. And perhaps that vessel would have gone unnoticed or the Irish authorities would have just monitored it from afar, if not for its strange behaviour. Ralph Regal is the Irish Independence Southern Correspondent. In the midst of all of this and this major operation that first of all there was a mayday a call received from this freighter that apparently one of the crew had been seriously injured in an accidental fall and that crew member was airlifted off the freighter and then a couple of hours later uh, the freighter made contact to say it was experiencing engine difficulties and that it may have to enter Cork Harbour um, for spare parts or repairs or maintenance. A couple of hours after that suddenly the freighter headed towards international waters at, at the best speed it could manage and then it was interdicted in, interdicted in quite a dramatic operation by the Naval Service, the Guardi, the Air Corps. The MV Matthew cargo ship tried to do a runner and that's when the Navy intervened. Here's Commander Tony Garrity. It, it's compelled under international law to follow the instructions of the commanding officer of a warship um, in a situation like that and refused to do so. As it tried to flee, Ireland's Navy opened fire. Those shots weren't directed at the ship itself. They were directed as warning shots, OK? The minister was contacted again as things escalated. When he sought authority um, from me and, uh, to, to um, deploy the strategic asset we have in the Army Rangers to uh, board the vessel, the mothership vessel, um, with a view to preventing it from going into international waters. Those Army Rangers have been described as the Jedi Knights of our armed forces by the former head of the wing, Cahill Berry. The concept is, I suppose it's an international concept, where you try to assemble the top 1% of your organisation and you put them into a single compound, in the current instance, a military compound, and you get them to operate to the, to the very highest level. You have to imagine the scene, it's, it's like one from a movie. You're on the side of an open helicopter, 20 feet or more, up from the deck of a ship that's pitching about in the waves and the wind, wearing big, thick gloves to protect your hands from rope burn, about to lock your legs and slide down onto the deck of a ship controlled by drug dealers. It's not for the faint-hearted, and just to make it a bit more difficult, the ship is veering, it's manoeuvring, it's trying to get away, but Commander Garrity backed his guys. The manoeuvring of the ship in the initial phase when the naval ship was trying to compel them to, uh, uh, to, to steer a particular course, uh, they were refusing to steer that course. Um, and that would explain that, that element of it. In relation to when the Army Ranger Wing were fast roping, initially she did alter course. And I think there's some videos online you can see. But the, what you have to remember about these operations is that the Naval Service, the Air Corps and the Army Ranger Wing uh, rehearsed for these type of operations in an anti-maritime, anti-terrorist role. Um, so the, uh, the Air Corps pilots are really, really top-notch guys. They're highly trained, they're highly experienced, and they train specifically for this type of operation. Uh, as well as that, the Army Ranger Wing, for obvious reasons, are uh, highly trained, highly uh, high-achieving guys, uh, and they're, 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 they're as good as anyone in the world. Um, so whilst the environment is always dangerous, uh, and the weather yesterday was very bad, and uh, the operation was carried out in a successful manner. 
The amazing thing is these guys making such an operation almost sound routine. This is the first time the Ranger Wing has boarded a vessel in Irish waters like this, but Carl Berry says they prepare for it even when you can't factor in all the conditions. Yeah, so it's a treacherous seas, first of all, and uh, it was a, a non-compliant boarding. So if you saw some of the footage, you can see that the the um, the freighter, the cargo vessel, was was zigzagging and uh, trying to escape and making the, the boarding as difficult as possible. I suppose it was the, the nautical equivalent of of trying to do a handbrake turn, really. Um, so it was it's these these operations are quite complex anyway. But it was even more complex from that point of view. But again, that complexity was mitigated by the by the quality of the the air core helicopter as well. So normally, what would happen is that there'll be there'll be two aircraft. Um, one of them would be loaded up with, with snipers to inside what's called top cover or, or overwatch. And if there was um, an issue with, uh, say, for example, a, a gunman uh, on the, the freighter, and it was shooting for instance or how, how you like it to be to be armed and they could be neutralized in advance of the team landing the second helicopter goes in then and um, throws out the uh, the fast ropes they slide down the ropes onto the deck they seize the bridge uh apprehend that he needs to be apprehended and then take control of the vessel so that's the that's the theory at least and, and it worked with the pretty much uh, by by textbook yeah you can imagine then the panic on the bridge of the cargo ship Shots firing above the deck from the Irish Navy. Army Rangers, heavily armed, repelling down onto the deck despite your best efforts to steer away and being forced to correct course, knowing the consequences both from the Irish authorities and whoever they've been working for. With the ship and its 25 crew under control, it was brought into harbour at Marino Point in Cork to be searched, which is also no easy task given the ship is 190 metres long. You're not just talking a situation of opening a hatch and looking inside you're talking about checking bulkheads you're talking about checking the bilges you're talking about checking for hidden compartments or whatever and what Gardaí Customs Revenue and the rest of the Joint Task Force found was huge Assistant Commissioner Justin Kelly led the press conference afterwards I think it's really important to note this is the largest drug seizure in the history of the state this is a hugely significant operation and it shows our unrelenting determination to disrupt and dismantle networks uh, which are determined uh, to bring drugs into our country. More than two tonnes of cocaine was found in the so-called mothership with a value estimated at around 157 million euro. But of course, we always talk about drugs in street value and that could actually be a very different and much larger figure. Cocaine that comes into the country from South America or in fact any European country will be cut down further so it would actually increase the uh, the value of those drugs. It depends, uh, the ratio of the cut downs will depend on the, the market environment or the particular country at that time. So while uh, that value was put on on 157 million at the moment, you know, it could be a wide variety of increased values around Europe when that stuff moved. It would almost remind you of that scene in The Guard, wouldn't it? Right. Half a billion dollars worth of cocaine. You think this is a fit subject for levity? Street value. Excuse me? Street value. You lads are always announcing a seizure of drugs worth a street value of $10 million or $20 million or half a billion dollars. You do always wonder what street it is you're buying your cocaine on because it's not the same street as I'm buying my cocaine on. <laughs> That's enough now, boy. So where did this ship come from? It's changed names, but it seems clear it was from South America. Here's Ralph Regal again. 
the ship was in waters off Venezuela uh, last August. Its last confirmed sighting was in a place called Willemstad, which is the, the capital of Curaçao. And of course, Venezuela, the waters off Venezuela, it's right next to Colombia. Unfortunately, it's notorious waters for where a lot of the, the major drug cartels would do their shipments, would undertake their shipments. Yeah originally called the Hanmon and again the name change only happened uh, a couple of months ago and the movements of the ship the reason for the name change and its it, it, its track over the last couple of months is going to be of enormous interest um to the authorities not just in Ireland but across Europe we do know this ship was apparently loitering off the Canary Islands we believe it took a track um, up off Spain and France before heading towards Ireland and the UK Initially, it appeared that it was going to be going into the English Channel, but then it came into waters off the Cork and Waterford coast. Mm -hmm. And interestingly, for about 24 hours, it seemed to be circling um, in waters off Waterford um, as if it was looking to rendezvous with another ship. And of course, we do know that this entire operation first came to light because of a rescue uh, involving a trawler which ran aground on a sandbank off Blackwater in County Wexford. Commissioner Kelly also believes South America was the origin. I'm quite limited what I can say about that, but what I will say is uh, you are correct in uh, an element of that. Um, this product uh, was supplied by a South American cartel, um, one of the murderous cartels that are behind um, the cocaine shipments into Europe. Um, a shipment like this into Europe um, it's partly uh, destined for the Irish market, but quite obviously with the size and the intelligence that we have behind it, we know that there was the organized crime group behind this, uh, comprised of a number of different elements from across Europe, uh, given its size. There are a number of groups within our country, a number of organized criminal groups who have direct links to South America, to the continent. Uh, they actively work with other organized crime groups. So there are a number of different entities that would have the capability. And obviously the, the group that you've referred to, uh, Kinnan Organized Crime Group, um, I'm obviously not going to you know, um, talk about which group we think is behind this at the moment because it's still a live operation. This is obviously a big success for the Joint Task Force and the Irish authorities, but you would have to wonder whether we're missing many, many more shipments happening due to the deteriorating state of the Navy here, which can now only field usually two vessels at a time. That's certainly the view of former Army Ranger and now TD, Carl Berry. It's the soft underbelly. It's the, the back door into Europe. And when it comes to the weakest link or, or a weak link, Ireland really is ground zero. And that's that's well known as the international drug trade and that's why Ireland is getting disproportionate attention because we don't take the security of our sovereign waters seriously. All you have to do is just look at uh, the, the cabinet at, at the moment. We don't have a standalone defence minister. Michal Martin is astonished. He's doing six other jobs um, on top of the defence job. We have a, a junior defence minister, Peter Burke, uh, who has absolutely no defence powers delegated to him. So, I mean, that just tells you um, the prioritisation of defence and security of the country and drug cartels are, are taking full advantage of this complacency. Though Tornishta and Defence Minister Michal Martin disagrees and says the operation would have happened successfully yesterday, even without international help and cooperation. But I think yesterday was a very successful operation. So let's not ignore it. You know, there's a tendency when we do have a successful operation like this that we almost immediately must turn to make it a negative story. 
Uh, I accept the challenges. We're very well aware of the recruitment challenges and the retention challenges within our defence forces. But yesterday we spoke very well in terms of the, the air surveillance that we had in place, the, the quality of, of the newer aircraft that we've purchased, um, the, 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 extra, the bravery and the training of our personnel that we have. So a day of high drama on the high sea. Some bits we don't know as of recording. Were there other trawlers and boats which met up with the mothership in order to take drugs elsewhere? What's on that trawler stuck in Wexford or are there bales of cocaine floating around the sea in the southeast? And how many more will or might be arrested? And for each one of those caught, how many more get by? Also interesting to know criminal gangs pooling together to bring in drugs like going splitsies on dinner, but, you know, with much more sinister intentions than a revolute split the bill. We'll have all the latest on the story on News Talk throughout the week as it develops. But for now, thanks for listening to Let Me Explain. Sean Defoe presenting and producing. John Q is the editor with Lock and Heart, as always, on sound. I'll chat to you soon.